a Motorsport Podcast Network production. The Brad Jones Racing Rundown with Chris Westwood and Macaulay Jones. And we're back just like that. The workshop is back open. It's a hive of activity and we're setting up for a strong and successful 2024. Welcome to episode 21 or number one of season 2024 of the BJR Rundown podcast. My name is Chris Westwood. I'm the general manager here and I'm joined by the steerer of Car 96, our very own Macaulay Jones. Hello and welcome back, Macca. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the welcome of episode 21 or one. We couldn't quite decide, so you went with both. Went with both. Covered all bases. Yeah, keep Rachel happy. What have you been up to during the off-season? Oh, flat out like a lizard drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's been a bit boring for me. Actually, I just stayed in Albury. Uh, didn't really, yeah, do a whole lot. I sort of just waited to work to open up, really. I was out at the farm a bit, rode some motorbikes, fed some cows. So you were up in Canberra at the Summer Nats. You could say I was there, I suppose. I was there for a very brief time. Yeah, I was doing um, some activation work with uh, some teams there. But yeah, I was literally there for like two hours. So I unfortunately didn't get to stay for as long as what I probably would have liked to. But uh, the rain came down and uh, everything kind of halted. And so then I headed home. Well, the bits I saw of your two-hour visit were very good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually. Man, there's some cool cool stuff there. I, yep. mean, I think that's uh, anyone that's into cars should definitely try and get to that event at one stage in their life. There was some pretty... Uh, I saw one thing, a Ferrari V12 in a Tirana, was it? Oh, there's some crazy stuff. Some pretty stuff crazy stuff going on. There's a, there was, a, I think, a VL wagon that had triple turbo. It was just oh, turbo stacked on turbo stacked on turbo with a with a fire igniter on it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I rated nice. that thing. So, uh, so as we're all aware, supercars underwent a pretty massive exercise towards the end of 2023. Huge investment by the sport with a trip over to the US for some significant aero testing in a in a wind tunnel over there in North Carolina. Um, the full report of that is sort of just working its way out, but a number of things have, have come from that, specifically changes to the car, obviously. Um, would you mind expanding on this particular, like some of the things you're expecting us to see changed? Yeah, like you said, the details are probably still yet to be confirmed. I mean, I think they're still looking to do a bit more with the Mustang, just... Uh I think keep the aero the same now that they've done both of the cars at the same time, but uh, yeah, change the bodywork or something on the lines of that for that thing. But for the Chev, uh, I think they've done a reasonable amount, which is which is good. I think they're trying to change the style a little bit potentially with a bit more downforce than what we initially thought Gen 3 was going to have, um, which is going to be an interesting one, I think, for, for the start of the season. But the rear wing has, has changed. There's a bit to the front bar that's uh, been modified as well and we're sort of working through those at the moment i mean it's pretty uh yeah pretty green to the information so hopefully we'll start seeing some of that stuff together and uh and actually on a car mm, i know our, our composites team are really sort of doing a lot of work around implementing those changes like adding is it 100 mil to the rear wing for example and you know it's a pretty significant thing to do when you've got so much riding on that rear wing to then extend it out and make sure structurally it stays intact. So that's a real challenge for those guys. Yeah, it will be a bit of a challenge, but, uh, you know, carbon fiber is pretty damn strong. So I think it'll be able to, to, you know, sustain that. I mean, we're definitely still at a less aero than what we were running with, say, the ZBs or or the Mustangs at that time. Um, So that'll be... Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what the, the total package changes. You know, you've only got one test day 
that we'll talk about a bit a bit later. But you've only got the one test day before the first round, which I think is uh, an interesting one because you, you've got to try and jam a whole lot of information into one day at Winton for us, for the Vic, Vic teams or New South Wales, our border side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and an eight-hour day on a racetrack when you've got such big changes is not a whole lot of time when you're sort of tyre limited as well. So that'll be interesting. And then that track doesn't really correlate a whole lot to, to Bathurst as well. No, well, and the weather could be anything from 40 degrees to 15 degrees and howling wind or still, so... We'll have to see how that, that rolls out. Now, broadly speaking, do you expect these additions to have a major impact on the downforce of the car, specifically our Camaros? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the numbers uh, are still yet to be confirmed or, or really shared. Uh, and I think it's definitely going to, yeah, definitely going to change it a little bit. It'll change the style of racing a little bit as well. I think, you know, last year at times where we had pretty high deg, where we had less aero quite high deg with the softer tyre or, you know, Bathurst was a little bit of a different style of race. I would almost say it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit spread out by the end and, and you couldn't really push it 100% all the time like it felt like you probably could have in the old style car just because you would use your tyre too hard and then the drop-off was quite large if, if you hit quite a bit of deg. And so going to, say, a harder tyre might be change the style of racing with with the higher downforce or that lower downforce at the time. But yep. it will be an interesting one to see how it does unfold. I think, yeah, it's it's also very important what the balance of the downforce is. And mm-hmm. so it's not just a total downforce most of the time. And so, like I said, it's a little hard to say when we haven't driven the cars. But looking at the numbers, it looks like it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. So just put it simply for the listeners, more rear wing means... More grip, <laughs> more downforce, more grip. Um, yep. But Which that's not to say that's the biggest change, though. You know, the it's the balance of front to rear yep. downforce that's going to be really important and what may affect what you've sort of been developing for the last year. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, when, when we sort of find out what the total downforce numbers are going to be, I think that's where we'll be able to then, you know, see what that balance will look like. And so all the setups that we've sort of done in the last year, you might be throwing them out the window at this mm. point because of the, the balance change from front to rear. If you've got a whole lot more front, it's going to make it a whole lot more pointier. So that might mean, you know, you need to be stiffer in the front or you need to be able to control the front a lot more to then stop the rear from sliding or, or vice versa, depending on, on how that goes. I mean, felt like with the ZB, we had a lot of a lot of total downforce, but it was quite an understeery car, I still felt. and And you were... You know, that's kind of the problem with like the following. You would take a lot of aero off yep. off the front of your car when you were following closely and, and that made it hard to sort of race and, and really be aggressively passing where that lower downforce kind of definitely helped that side of things. So bumping it up a little bit more, I don't think is going to be a bad thing just to try and get it. So we've still got that bit more grip. We'll be able to hopefully hold onto the tyre and, and race as hard as what we were last year. And the Friday at Bathurst, the Bathurst 500, the opening race of the season, has two one-hour practice sessions. So, you know, it's not a full test day, but at least it's a decent test session. Uh, You can use the morning as a, a, you know, whatever, and then iron out things in the afternoon potentially. So uh, that'll be a a full-on day for for yourself and our our engineers as they sort of get their head around things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Bathurst practice is always a hard one because it sounds like on paper an hour is a long time but when you sort of factor in the 
the length of the lap and how long uh, an in-lap and an out-lap is, you, you sort of don't get a whole lot of laps. Mm. You know, it's not like we're never going to do a race run of an hour that's generally there for, for practice, but you try and do as many laps as you can with the time that you've got. And when you sort of lose quite a bit of time on the ins and out-laps, it makes it very difficult and it doesn't give you a whole lot of tuning time. But you'll definitely be able to use that to sort of feel out what you've got. And like I said, we've definitely got data and footage We've got setups from last year that we ran, you know, not that long ago, really, at Bathurst in, in October last year. And, and so you've, you know, you've got a fair bit of information base there already. So realistically, in an hour, if it's a, call it a two, 205, 210 lap, if, we, if you get 15 to 20 laps in, that's probably where it's going to fall by the time you come in, do changes, change tyres, in-out laps, as you say. So Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you, yeah, if you ran the whole hour out, you probably get a little bit more, but, you know, you, you've not got a whole lot of time to do any changes if mm. you're just going to run the whole whole thing and then you know it's depending on on as well what what people's focus is is it is it race pace is it qualifying pace it's you know so you've everyone's sort of got their own plans to run through absolutely okay well thanks Macker. i'm sure time will tell on on these changes and, and we'll see what the year brings so for the fans out there the stars of the show not you sorry the cars uh, they're currently being rebuilt. So at the end of the year last year, they got stripped right back. Everything comes out of them. Basically, just ends up the main chassis with, with some panels. Uh, so like I said, they're being rebuilt. Um, and we'll be showing the Vic, the Vic-based teams will be doing the, the test day out at Winton, as you mentioned, on Wednesday the 7th of February. So can you just give us a bit of an overview about what normally happens at this pre-season test and, you know, what, what you might work on or what you might be looking for in the car? Yeah, well, first off, I think when you look at the cars downstairs at the moment, they don't look like race cars, to no. be honest. So it's actually pretty crazy when you see how much they actually do pull them down and how much work is involved in then rebuilding them. You know, you're sort of resurfacing just about everything on the car that you want to start as the baseline. Everything's serviced. And then, you know, generally through the year, you'll you'll have different service requirements. And But at the start of the year, we always like to start fresh. So... Mm. You know, I think I saw uh, there was there was a couple of cars running around doing some engine map testing and stuff, and I saw that and thought, man, our cars are nowhere near running at the moment. Mm. So, not that that's a bad thing. That's just how how it works, and we didn't need to get a car done by that point. And so, it's actually been really really handy for us to be able to have that break. The guys got a few weeks off. You know, they didn't get much time off in in the off season before yep. trying to build all the cars. So it was kind of nice that they all got to settle in, get refreshed, and and ready to, to rebuild you know, the cars, just getting ready for that test. At Winton, like you said, I mean, there's such a big plan. I mean, we're still just deciphering all the information from the aero test, and, and as we get that information and actually see the, the panels being built and actually fitted to the car, like, we're still working on the plan going into that because it is so important. You know, the, the different aero spec is going to be, you know, massively important for, for how it sets up your year, and... And the first test day, you don't have any time to waste. And when you've only got three test days in a year or, or you know, and they're all at the one place, it, it makes it really difficult to, you know, really set that up. And mm-hmm. so for us, it, we're sort of lucky that we have the four cars and we can go in four different directions, you know, at the same sort of time. And so we can all learn in a different direction, see where it goes, reconvene in the middle of the day and, and reset up on, on a path that, you know one guy may have got and found a really good good gain in or you know the direction and some things aren't going to go faster at Winton but they might go faster at Bathurst and so it's also 
trying to you know interpret the data and and the feedback from those changes and yourself what what are you aiming just to get the feel back of being back in the car and so forth yeah i mean pretty much it's you know like i said you sort of get limited time you know when it's an off season which you know i'm not always a huge fan of off season i really like the covid tour that we had and we was just back-to-back races like that was you know i really like that it's kind of just rapid fire where i kind of look at the calendar this year and the first five five months has one race a month. It's almost like pulling your teeth out. I think for for someone when you want to want to get into it, you know, you're going to get the first race in and then sit around for a little bit. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to get testing. I'm pretty damn excited to be back in the car with mm-hmm. the new changes, working with uh, Andrew Donnelly, my engineer again, and and I'm really excited for that. So we've got a few new crew here at BJR as well, and and they'll be able to get to learn i mean it's very different being at the workshop to the racetrack the intensity steps up massively and yep. i think that's it's going to be cool to see their reactions of of how the day goes as well absolutely uh, and before that feb 7 test day our super 2 program will also be testing on the monday and the tuesday and this year we've got a couple of brand new drivers in elliot cleary and cody gillis uh, driving in what will be cars 19 and 9 so it'll be great to see some movement there and get a couple of new drivers through our program yeah, definitely. I uh, I really like the Super Two program being back on on board for for 2024. I'm pretty excited to to work with Cody and and Elliot a, a bit more. I mean, I've actually done a little bit with those guys throughout karting. Yep. Uh, they've been under the Tom Williamson Motorsport banner, and he runs a, a go kart team that I worked with Tommy uh, probably 15 years ago when I was starting in go karting, and mm-hmm. so he sort of evolved as as it's gone to try and get his drivers into the supercars or, or whatever direction the driver chooses. But it's kind of cool that we work closely with the go-kart team to then kind of build up, get drivers to be able to have a bit more of a pathway. And yep. and so it's really cool to see Cody and Elliot. Elliot's, uh, he did some Trans Am last year and so did Cody. Cody was a, a world champion in the DD2 uh, Rotax class. So the, the world finals for the Rotax, he won a, a few years ago, which mm-hmm. was, you know, I was I remember sitting at an airport watching the live feed at the time and so that was really cool uh you know i've spent a bit of time with cody and and uh so that's exciting for him that you know he's, he's getting the opportunity to have a go in the super two class and i think it'd be really good that we've got a full super two program with two cars so uh, yeah we, we and, and really not just for the drivers learning it's for the crew as well you know we've got some junior mechanics that are part of that program and they get to learn the ropes at a, a bit less intensity than the supercars you know you don't get thrown in the deep end you kind of get a feel for, for how the mechanicing side of things work or mm-hmm. data engineers, if they're new, if they're straight out of uni, it's kind of cool for them to be able to be a bit more involved, I would say, because it's a little bit slower pace than the supercar yep. stuff. It's not so rapid fire, uh, especially like the test days and stuff. You're doing longer runs than, say, what the supercar program would be. You know, we tend to do two or three lap runs quite a lot where, you know, you might find the Super 2 guys might do five or ten laps just as they start to learn the car and, and learn the ropes a bit. And they, both being rookies, can actually do up to nine test days each. So well, six what a dream plus that three and extra ones for the rookies. <laughs> so um, that'll be busy as well. Um, speaking of busy, it, that week of the, the test days, Macca, we've got an open day here at BJR. So we're throwing open the doors Get here to the, to the fans and the public. Do you want to just expand a bit on what you expect to happen during that day? Yeah, like it's uh, it's sort of the first time BJR have ever done this, so it's it's pretty exciting time for us, I think. Here, I mean, it's going to be 
pretty busy time cleaning up the workshop as well and making sure that everything looks looks tidy and, and all prepped ready for, for the heap of fans to be able to come and see what BJR does, see the ins and outs of, of our machine shop, mm-hmm. where our paint and panel shop is, the mechanic area, see how, I mean, the cars are going to look after the test day as well. I mean, we'll have our liveries out before then, so that'll be really cool for fans to be able to see that as well and just, yep. I guess, like show a bit more of, of what BJR is about. Uh, you know, we're a very uh, tight-knit group here and I think people will definitely be able to see that if, if they come along to the day, which is which is really cool. Yeah, and I think we'll be having walk-through tours, which you and I will probably be conducting. Yeah, a bit of a barbecue. barbecue. I heard coffee. Brad was on the tongs. He is, he is, yes, absolutely. <laughs> just his own burgers. That's just cooking his own week's complement <laughs> of sausages. Yeah, that's true. Cold yeah. sausages he yeah. eats during and the he week. might even scramble some eggs. Yeah, so I don't think so, though. Um, all right, cool. So that yeah, that'll be on uh, Saturday, the tenth of Feb, from twelve noon. We've also had one other significant thing happen here in the off season with the signing of Jackson Evans as the driver of our SCT entry. Um, obviously, people will be aware that uh, Jack Smith retired last year. Uh, so Jackson's no stranger to BJR, having been Jack's co-driver over the past two years at the Enduros. However, uh, after a successful period with Porsche, he won the Carrera Cup here. And in, in France, he's been racing Porsche in Europe and a bit in America and now comes across for a full season uh, with supercars in with BJR. So, Maka, I imagine you're pretty excited about having Jackson in the garage? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, Jackson's no stranger to BJR. He's done two campaigns as a co-driver with Jack in that SCT car in the last two years. So... We've definitely uh, had him around and, and got a feel for how he works uh, a little bit in those snippets of, of sort of doing Bathurst and Sandown races. So, uh, it's a yeah, it's really exciting for us. I think it's uh, definitely a big change uh, in the group and, and there's going to be some learning to see how he does work and how he fits mm-hmm. in and, and whatnot. Um, you know, he's still, I think, moving to the country at the moment. He's been living in, in London. So, I think uh, I think he'd probably be excited to, to have, you know, a to race in another championship i think with his yep. Porsche side of racing he was sort of doing one-off races here and there and and uh you know i'm sure that was a lot of fun for him but to be able to do a whole championship i think he, he you know he's he's going to be really fast yeah well he certainly picked up the supercars nice and quick so i think yeah betting down for a whole season it's going to be great and just a really good uh, addition to bjr as you, as you suggested for sure well that's all for today maka thanks very much for the chat uh, nice to be back especially to see your smiling face as oh, ever. Always smiling. Um, good luck for the 2024 season, and I look forward to many, many more chats. Thank you. If you're liking the podcast, you can support us by giving us a like and uh, giving us a rating and a review, especially on iTunes. It really helps getting the ratings up and, and getting more people to to get the, the audio of this podcast, and, and uh, it helps us and encourages us to keep keep doing them and giving you more information. We're, we're really enjoying getting them out, so... Be great if you if you are loving it. Social love.